It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Welcome to another episode of the Engaged Club. I am Roger Kincaid. I handle the sales, the marketing, and off-course golf. You can see us online at offcourse.golf. I'm Jim Hope, and I am the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. Hello, Roger Kincaid. Hello, Jim Hope. What are we doing today, buddy? Uh, I want to talk about uh, thriving in a new position. Uh, you know, for that GM who's changing clubs or for that clubhouse manager who's going to his first GM's position or that clubhouse manager who's going to a new clubhouse position, uh, I'd like to talk about what that transition looks like. I've I've changed clubs uh, a few times over my career, which is pretty common in our industry, and I've uh, learned lots of lessons and still learn lessons, uh, learning lessons when I change about you know, sort of the, the best approach to take when you're starting at a new club. And I'd like to share some of my thoughts on that and, and leave uh, leave uh, our listening audience with uh, about four takeaways from uh, if they get to start at a new club. Beautiful. Where do we begin then? Well, I, you know, you begin with the interview process. You're, you're, everyone, when you start a new club, it starts with an interview with either, uh, if you're starting as a clubhouse manager, maybe you're just interviewing with the GM. But if you're the GM, you're going to be interviewing with, uh, a hiring committee, which is probably made up of members of the board. There might be some members at large on that committee as well, but but certainly there'll be a number of directors. And, you know, they're going to be very um, organized and strategic in the interview that they, they have with you. They may have used a headhunter, so it's a very organized process that they're using to hire you. And they're going to run you through a series of different questions. They're going to bring out uh, a series of different answers about different topics of both strategic and tactical, you know, about who you are and what you know, and also probably about what you believe in. But assuming that they're hiring you for the job or even during the interview process, you're not sure you're going to get it. You know, one of the questions you can ask, which will really help drive you if you do get the job and if you do get started is ask the question of what does success look like a year from now to them? So if, if you were to sit down with that same group uh, 365 days from today after they've offered you the job and you've started, what to them would success, success look like? And they may give you a very strong mandate. They may say success thus would look like this. If this is better and this is better and this is different and this is changed and we do this differently. Or they might look at you and say the opposite of that would be success to us would be look like everything's exactly like it is today. Save people in play, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you melding into the team and into the membership and and with the and onto the board. Um, so no disruption. So you've got one end of the spectrum where they may say, you know, just just fit in. Uh, get to know the club, get to know the members, get to know the staff, get to know how we work. And then the other end of the spectrum might be, here's a laundry list of, of things we want you to fix. So you're probably going to be somewhere in between all of that. Um, and it's important when you ask that question, it, it'll help drive, you know, what you're going to do for that next year. But it'll also drive whether or not you'll understand whether or not that fits who you are. You might be an action-oriented guy who likes to come in and shake the trees and, and really make change quickly because you want it to be yours very quickly. And if you've got a club that says, hey, chill out, relax, take <laughs> your time, have a look around, uh, you know, put a plan together. But that plan doesn't need to be implemented for, you know, 9, 12, 18 months. 
that might not fit who you are. So you might know right at the very beginning that this might not be the club for me. Or if you're the kind of guy that likes to sit back and analyze and give people chance, you know, talk to your folks and maybe help realign the direction that, that they're going in. And you've got a mandate to, you know, make changes quickly. You might also determine, well, that's not who I am. That doesn't fit the culture of who I am as a, as a leader and as a person. So it can, it can certainly tell you very quickly uh, what direction the club wants to go in and whether or not that suits you or not. So right. assuming it does, and assuming they they answer they answer that question uh, with an answer that, that you're comfortable with and that you like, so and you get and they offer you the job and you start at the club, you know what are your first steps? What are the things you want to do when you when you want to walk into the club? And assuming that it isn't a laundry list of a bunch of things that they want to get fixed immediately, that it's more of take your time. We like our club. It's not broken. Sure, there's some enhancements that can be made and we can do some things better, but we don't feel that it's busted and you need to come in and fix it immediately. You know, some of the things, some of the tactics that I would use would be, you know, and you do this anyways, even if there was a laundry list of things you needed to fix was, you know, grab their member survey. You know, they probably have done a survey in the last three or four years and grab that member survey and, and that'll give you a good indication as to, the, uh, the, uh, some of the, the challenges that the, that the members had indicated that they had at the club, some of the areas that they thought that, that you, the things you were doing really well and some of the things that you needed to have improvement on. And the things that you had to, you needed improvement on, you can see what has changed at the club. So what have they done with that information they received with the survey? What changes have they made at the club? And where, where are they in the implementation of those changes to try and enhance the areas that the members said that you needed some work on? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things, probably the most important way to get feedback is just your feet on the floor. For that first period of time when you're in the club, as, 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 it, as easy it is to sort of get locked in the office and get locked in the admin side of it and trying to, you know, read all the documents that are floating around the club, you need to spend time on the floor meeting your membership. And whether that be as, if it's a golf club standing on the first tee on a Saturday and Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday or a that Thursday night men's night and saying hi to the members and just letting them know who you are so that they can feel comfortable coming to talk to you, do that, asking them, you know, what they, how you doing, how's the club? What do you, what, what are the challenges you're seeing? What do you think the things are that, that we need to work on? And you're going to get a huge list because each constituent is going to have their own different needs. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there will be some consistent consistencies in what they say. So you'll have, you can short, you can, you can narrow that list down to, you know, uh, a few things that are consistent amongst the whole club. But it's important, I think, that the members get to see you quickly and get to know who you are and feel comfortable. And then they'll feel comfortable coming, talking to you. Uh, you know, grab your strategic plan. Um, we talked in a previous episode uh, about governance, that, that, you know, the importance of a strategic plan for the board to be able to be focused on the future of the club. If you've got a strategic plan, pull that out. Find out where you are. Talk to your board about the strategic plan as to what initiatives that have been implemented in order to fulfill that plan. And um, if it hasn't been pulled out in a while and you got to get the dust off of it, do that. Blow the dust off of it. Reintroduce it back to your board. See what sort of strategic directions and strategic changes the members wanted to see in the club. And then get yourself and get your board, uh, help get your board focused um, in the implementation of that strategic plan. Um, have some staff focus groups. Don't be afraid to pull your staff either in small groups, like, you know, in, in different teams from different areas of the club or just as individuals and sit down and, and do a really simple practice with them. Ask them what you can start doing, what we should start doing at the club in their mind, what the club needs to start doing, what the club needs to stop doing and what the club needs to keep doing. So a start, stop and keep doing. And uh, often when you do that, you'll see and you interview 
you know, a number, if not all of your, uh, not necessarily your senior team, you'll see your senior team all the time anyways, and you'll chat with them probably on a daily basis. But, you know, the second in commands or the third in commands or just your service team in the, in the lounge or in the golf shop or, you know, even with your grounds team, um, uh, you'll, you'll find some consistencies in what they say as well. So that can help sort of drive your action plans. And then have lots of open early discussions with the board so that you really have a clear understanding as to the challenges and the needs that the boards are seeing at the club so that you can align your actions to what the board feel uh, the direction that the club needs to go in. Even if at the beginning during that process when you ask the question, what does success, success look like a year from now? And they said, you know, everything's great and the club is running really well. At the end of the day, there will be some things that they um, are going to want you to focus on. And it's your job to try and pull those out of the board to make sure that you are headed in a direction that supports the alignment with where they want to see the club and align that with where the team wants to see the club go as well. Wow. So do you just want to establish um, an expectation, uh, make sure it's a good fit for you, and then, you know, got to work the room and, and keep the communication lines open with your, your members, constituents, your, uh, your teams and your board, I guess. You bet. If, if you do all of that, you know, those are all really sort of, it's a great strategy and one some wonderful tactics of what you could do when you first started a club. But I think strategically, Raj, one of the things you want to do very quickly is also is understand the culture of the club, understand how they act and how they interact with each other and what the club believes in so that you can align how you act, interact, and what you believe in with what the club does as well. And, and you may want to try and do that before you've been hired to make sure that there is an alignment there, because if there isn't, that can create some conflicts as you go down the road When if, if it's a club that doesn't believe in the same things that you do. Take time to ask lots of questions. Don't be afraid of what those answers are going to be and get that from your constituents, which are your staff and your vendors and the board and the membership as well. That will help you find out what's important. Um, and approach everything with an open mind. It's easy to walk into a club with your own predetermination as to what a club should look like and what that club should look like. But at the end of the day, it's not your club. It's their club. And it's our job to run and manage and lead that club in the direction that the members want it to go. And we're the ones who have to meld and bend and adjust. We can't expect the members and the, and the board to meld and bend and adjust. That's our job to do that so that we're providing them with the services and the products that they want in the fashion that they want to receive it. That's what our job is. And lastly, one of the things you can do to help keep yourself focused is, is look at doing a, a state of the union, a hundred day state of the union that you come back and, and you take those hundred days of first impressions and you document what those are. And that in itself will help you develop what you think or what your action plan is going to be deemed going forward. You're going to see Tactically, you're going to see things that you need to change and need to fix. And there's some strategic things that you're going to see that you need to change and need to fix. And you can put all that together in, into, a, into a, a 6, 9, 12, 18-month action plan. Uh, but what it does do, which is really fun, is it records those first impressions you have so you never lose those. Right. Because that's the things that you – that's the beauty of what you get to see when you walk into a club that other people may not see anymore because they've been there for so long. Um, and then, and that's where you can make some subtle changes that really have a large impact at your club. Great wisdom. Great advice, Jim. Thanks so much. And thanks very much for listening to the Engage Club podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends inside and outside the club business. And until next time, thanks for listening. This has been the Engaged Club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.